I'll rip your arm off. You what? Get your ass back home, get in the gym, and figure out what the hell you're doing wrong. Might be called the five-point move. I'm frustrated with the way our Greco guys from the United States are treated because they are good athletes, they are good human beings that, that want to win. we got to help them get there. Hello and welcome to episode 31 of the Five Point Move podcast. I'm Tim Hans, founder and senior editor of FivePointMove.com. And with me is my co-host, world champ Olympic silver medalist, Dennis Hall. Uh, Dennis, this is Thanksgiving week uh, in New Jersey. Friday after Thanksgiving, the next day is when the high school wrestling season, I guess you would say, officially starts. It's when a lot of the most of the programs start having their practices and everything else. Although I, I believe that a lot of the other ones have started a little bit earlier than when I was in high school. Since you own a club, I was wondering, and I should know the answer to this, uh, you know, relative to the scope of our relationship, but nevertheless, is it like that in Wisconsin or is uh, no, Thanksgiving not the uh, benchmark? Yeah, no, they started this past week, actually, the week With before. With practices? Yeah, uh, not this Monday, but the Monday before they started. So, um, you know, kids been going for about a week and a half now. A lot of the junior highs here in Wisconsin are started, too. So I got two boys wrestling, an eighth grader and a senior you know, the season's in full swing. They got their, uh, my, the senior did his body fat. I don't even know when. It's been a blur. But, uh, so they're getting ready. They start competition early part of December. So should be good. When you say body fat, that's for weight certification? Yeah, weight certification stuff. They do hydration as well? Yep, they do. And, you know, with, with the way the new rules are, it drives me crazy. It's points point one five five, I think, per day or per week instead of just a half pound. So really, to me, it's a pain in the ass for the kids um, and coaches because coaches got to figure out the math every week. You know, it makes it a lot harder for guys to get down the weight. You know, the smaller guys have a lot less that they can lose per week. Right, because when you and I were in high school, didn't you just have to make sure you were within two weight classes of the lowest weight class you could go or something like that? We didn't have nothing when I was because I'm old. You know, you just came in and you said what weight you wanted to wrestle and you wrestled at it. You didn't have certification before the no. season started? Nope. See, I did. I did. Really? Um, I, yeah, I, I, well, I'm not lying. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why. Everything changed in the mid-90s because of the three deaths. I remember that. that. Yeah, I remember that. That's when they but started. But I believe a lot of that, a lot of that was due to the creatine that, was, that the guys were on. That was the. Right, but that was I mean, college. It, it had not exactly. It was all college wrestlers. That's what uh, took away one eighteen, right? And yep, everything went up, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Does that mean club practices for you have been like? Are they busier now that like November's here and all that? 
actually my numbers have went down. They always do for the first session. Um, you know, right now my high school, I had 30 kids during the preseason. I'd run it on Sundays. And now I have probably 12 to 15, you know, because guys just get, they don't want to put in that extra time on Sundays, you know, because I run it on Sundays and they, they, they're afraid. I think some of the guys are afraid of getting burnt out. And I don't go that hard. We're just Sundays we come in, I drill, I point out little things that they're messing up on, on their takedowns. We do a lot of hand fighting. And then after that, I just open it up for probably about 20 minutes of technique. Hey, where are you guys struggling? What are you struggling with in your rooms? So it's, it's pretty good, pretty laid back for the high school. And then we do 10, 10 to 15 minutes alive too. But so I'm not trying to kill them. I'm just trying to see what they're struggling with and help them. It's November, right? So you're, you're saying that your numbers are lower in the first session and that they, I, I would presume eventually everything kind of picks up later on in the season. I mean, right. Is that usually, what you're saying? Usually in like uh, January, more kids start coming in just because they're like, hey, I got to fix stuff. You know, but right now there's no sense of urgency just because they haven't had any competition. And, you know, I, I think some of them just ain't ready to go hard an extra day on Sunday. Not that we go hard, but they don't want to but put they that think extra you do. time in. Exactly. You know. See, I figured it would be the opposite. I figured it'd be when I was in high school. I went to club a little less during the preceding the preceding months, and then yeah. once the season started getting in gear and all that, I was going more. I, I don't know. I you know what though? I mean, it's a different generation now. I mean, who knows how yeah. they prioritize things and, and everything I, else. I think you know part of it is is coaches want their kids. They they don't they think them wrestling on Sunday and just troubleshooting stuff they think that it's going to burn the kids out by the end of the year so you know i think it's individual on the kids you know what is your goal you know when you think about it monday tuesday is hard days you know sometimes even they don't go hard on mondays because of the tournaments on saturdays so you got tuesday hard and then what do you have? Wednesdays right before the dual meets because most of our guys' dual meets are on Thursday. So you get two days max, Monday and Tuesday, of hard wrestling. And the rest is just any guy can get through those practices on Thursday and or on Wednesday and Friday. So, you know, for them to be worried about getting burnt out is crazy, I, I think. And a little bit extra live and somebody putting a foot where it belongs sometimes isn't a bad thing. Well, I would suppose that this era of specialization in wrestling, right? Especially high school for, I don't know, almost quarter of a century now. You figure as far as private clubs popping up everywhere and all that stuff, I would figure that would just be part and parcel with the culture at this point, 
Like you're going to go to club and you're going to go to high school practice. They're synonymous with each other. Like the fact that there's like that kind of drill down, especially coming from high school coaches, like as if they know best all the time. I, I look, I'm not judging. I just, I, I don't know. I, I just would figure that you'd go more. Like now it's November. We're here more now. Like no, season I started. I mean, you any extra advantage you can get. And just for me, I the thing I preach to the guys all the time is position. I'm riding guys. I'm helping them out. I'm helping them figure out how to fight harder, how to believe in them. I mean, a lot of our questions that I get asked on Sundays is, you know, mental questions. What do you do when you get here? What are you thinking? How, you know, how do you get through this? How do you finish? So I think a lot of it is is the mentality, and that's why I'm busy. Not, I mean, I'm not super busy right now, but... You know, that's why kids come to me on Sundays, because they they don't get some of the things in their wrestling room. Do you do a lot of, quote unquote, mental work with uh, these kids? I mean, it's every day. If if you ain't working on their mental part and, and the physical along with the mental, it's both. Um, you know, I, I don't think any kid, if they ain't mentally strong, they're not going to be at the state tournament on the podium. You know, and, and so much of the work I do with the athletes that I coach is just getting inside their mind and training their mind to think the right way. So for you, it's ongoing. Like you don't have, let's say, a special day out of the week or something where it's like we're just going to talk mental strategies and things like that. Like this is just part of your curriculum. No, it, I mean, to me, the mental has to be done with the physical. Because if you ain't working on a mental and a physical together, you're never going to be able to mesh them together at, during competition. All right. Look at it. This is just a peek inside your brain. I'm not in your practices. I don't know how you do it. Do you have like a bunch of memes, like a bunch of like, <laughs> do you see? like, you know, like um, posters with like a picture of a lion, like with some kind of dumbass inspirational quote. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, be the no, lion, man, like, it's, it's, eat the prey or whatever the yeah, hell it is. <laughs> no, I don't do any of that. It's it's all hands-on in the room. And and when a guy, you see a guy breaking, it's correcting him, you know, and, and getting him to fight, getting him to dig a little bit deeper. Okay, well, this is a, I guess you'd call it a Thanksgiving special episode in concert with that, that also means it's going to be a short one, so we're not going to uh, break down too many topics. Episode 30, we talked about that was right before the NYAC tournament. It was right before everybody was leaving for Tbilisi, and then you know now this weekend has the uh, Haparanda Cup coming up on the horizon, and then after that, Saviso Cup, and we talked about the workload. You nearly burst an aneurysm. There was something I wanted to discuss about the NYC tournament. And that it's funny because no the lion share lion share <laughs> after I just got done making fun of lions. But the majority of guys at the NYC tournament, the Bill Farrell Memorial, and when I say the majority of guys, I'm de- at least the majority of guys I talk to guys who have been in this tournament like 5 times in some cases. They didn't even know that they were only wrestling back from the quarterfinal on. They didn't know. 
Like some of them didn't know until weigh-ins that like in order if you, okay, well, if you lose before the quarters, that's a wrap. Like that's, they didn't know, which is crazy, but not exactly surprising given how information is disseminated throughout our sport. My question to you, I guess opinions on this vary. I recorded uh B-Sick, uh today for the NMU report and he's kind of, ha- he kind of has uh I think the way he put it was he had mixed feelings about this topic. And that is, it's a qualifying tournament for U.S. guys. Now, it's an international quote-unquote tournament, right? And there, were, you know, to be fair about it, there, was a, there were a decent amount of foreigners for sure this time around. But nevertheless, it's a qualifying tournament for guys for the trials. Highest U.S. placer in each weight, if not already qualified, right? I think that's the... Yeah, high, yeah high, medalist. Yeah. I shouldn't say placer, but medalist. Okay. Yeah. So in that, in those kinds of circumstances where there are heavy implications involved, specifically because our national qualifier only qualifies five guys per weight, it's not seven, wouldn't you think that it would be a fair and just idea to just wrestle it back from wherever, round of 16, or you know what I mean? Like why so many guys who are very good had tough draws tough first round opponents that like in a normal tournament, they would never draw them in the first round on these shores and therefore went one and done. And it just, I don't know, man, it just seems counterintuitive to the cause. I mean, last episode I I railed about how like depleting our qualifying opportunities isn't correct for development and whatever, whatever, whatever. But like, I mean, at least in this case, like wrestling back only from quarterfinal on, like, I don't know. That's just, I don't like, I didn't like it. I I don't agree with it. I I mean, you go to an international tournament to get matches. And the problem is, is when you only wrestle back from that point, the guys that lost first round, a lot of them don't get, they only got one match. I mean, it's stupid. If we're trying to get our athletes better, we should be trying to get them more matches because that's the way they learn. So I, I agree with you. I think, you know, I mean, one of my guys that came up through my kids' club, Brady Koontz, won an 0-1, lost to Max first round. Max is in the finals against Mango, and my guy doesn't get to wrestle back to try and take third to qualify for the Olympic trials. So, I mean, I, I definitely am a little biased, but, I, you know, for me it's about getting as many – many matches i mean if you're going to spend the money to go to a tournament you you want more than one match especially when that tournament is hosted by not only your host country but essentially a national program that cannot afford to d- diminish the opportunities for matches for our percent that's how i feel about it same here i mean what's the argument to how they did it i don't i don't get it i mean I don't know. And to be fair about it, I didn't ask. So, yeah, whatever. Andy's pulled in two directions on it because on one hand, he agrees and, you know, more matches, so on and so forth. And on the other, he, you know, he thinks that the trials, uh, he doesn't think everybody and everybody should be at the trials. He thinks that it should be capped to the best possible competitors who have earned yeah, their but way it, there. Do, do they have the best competitors if they didn't allow a guy to wrestle back? I mean, you How know. do you know that? Exactly. Yeah, that's a good point, too. 
I don't know. It's it's just it's funny that it's us. You know what I mean? Like we're to see this this is why it annoyed me last episode. It's like as like we're so deep that we could just go ahead and lop guys off when they don't advance in the you know, freaking Bill Farrow Memorial. You know what I mean? Like that's how deep we are. I get it. This is a results oriented business. You know, this is a meritocracy. I'm all into that vibe. Like I, I agree. Yes, earn your way there by all, by any stretch. But at the same time, wrestling back from a round of 32 was earning your way there if you manage to be the highest exactly. medal winner from the U.S. Right there, you go. I so. agree. Represent your team or club with top quality singlets, board shorts, and two piece uniforms from BarbarianApparel.com. Get creative with team logos and custom designs that make a statement on and off the mat. Worn by the pros and trusted by national teams all over the world, Barbarian Apparel supplies wrestlers with the look and feel they need to conquer the competition. Team orders and discounts are always available. To learn more, stop by BarbarianApparel.com today and save 10% off using coupon code BA10. Barbarian Apparel. Style everyone notices quality everyone respects all right moving on we were talking about this before we started recording and that is max nowry who's in tbilisi georgia is experiencing i i don't know apparently a flu of some sort and if i gather I, I, he's not the only one but he's probably the worst one feeling the worst effects of it so to speak and the timing just sucks because this is like a major camp and all that other stuff. And he's supposed to wrestle in Sweden this weekend. And there were plans to do Q and A's with a bunch of the guys. And that has not been able to happen. I presume largely because of all this. My question to you is, have you ever went through this kind of thing? Like, have you ever felt ill while overseas? You know, it, it was when I was in Hopperonda. We were doing a duel uh, before the tournament, and I, I was sick. I was in my room. I had, you know, a high fever, wasn't able to compete in the duel. And uh, I think I missed that tournament, the Hopperonda Cup, and I ended up wrestling the following week down in Malmo. And, uh, it, it was just rough, man. You, all you do is lay around in bed and, and you can't get the training in that you went over for, which sucks because that's why you go overseas is to get, wrestle those guys during practice and test yourself. So it is very frustrating. I mean, it's a lot of money for these guys to go overseas and, and, not to be able to train and do the things you went over there for has got to be disappointing for him. I know it was for me that that trip. Right. Well, I mean, I don't know who paid for what. I don't know who funded what for whom. I, you know, like so, if it's not a money loss, at the very least, it's a time loss. And I mean, I would imagine. In I this mean, case, they could be at home. Maybe at home they wouldn't have got sick, and they'd be able to get an extra <laughs> week and a half of training. <laughs> Right. And I'm not saying sure. it to be a dick, you know, but, <laughs> you know, it is what it is, man, you know. 25 athletes this coming Saturday competing from the U.S. at the Hopperonda Cup. 25. 2 5. At least That's as of now, number. I believe it. That is a high number. 
that is more than we have brought to any single tournament in a very, very long time that is not in the United States, for sure. 25. Yeah, at the senior level, for sure. Senior level, yes, absolutely. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to waking up at whatever, 4, 4 a.m., I guess, for this thing. Um, <laughs> I Sounds mean, like a good I, time. I tell you what, I get pumped up. I like if you know, like there's times where when I wake up for these things, it's like, you know, sometimes sometimes are easier than others. I guess. Uh, depending so how's, on what's going how on. How do the field look? How does the field look? What countries are all there? There's a mix. Obviously, it's mostly uh, you know Sweden, Finland, Scandinavian types, but there's uh, there are some. Yeah, you know, there are a few guys from Russia, a few guys from Ukraine, and so on. Um, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't break down the actual entry list. I will release that. What's today? So today we are recording Today's on Tuesday. Tuesday night. So that should be out either Thanksgiving or Friday before the tournament. I'll have the maybe even before then, depending on if I'm moving stuff around. But I mean, yeah, dude, like tons of guys just. Tons of guys. And what's really interesting is that Haparanda is a two kilo allowance, two kilo allowance. Okay. So, and I, I'll get to some of these guys, um, probably in the next day. I'm I'm not going to, I, there's a policy that we don't contact athletes within, uh, three days of an event. If it's just like a normal event, if it's like, like a tournament like Hopperana Cup is not a major, major event. So like three days is okay. Two, even d- depending, maybe even two days. But if it's a national tournament with like some kind of stakes involved, whether that's the Open or the Trials, it's it's uh, we don't talk to athletes within a week of the tournament. And if it's the Worlds, it's I believe I'd have to check on the uh, doc file, but I believe I believe we don't do anything within two or three weeks. The point to me telling you this is I will ask a few of these guys if this is true or not, but some of these dudes, like Ray Bunker, for instance, is going to go 67 kilos, obviously, this year. Well, he is listed at 72. He's listed, He's going 67 this year, but he's listed for Hopperonda at 72. And Xavier Johnson from the Marines, who went 63, uh, to be honest with you, I'm not even sure where he's committing um this season, I, I'm I'm gonna guess he's gonna try for sixty, but nevertheless, he's entered at sixty three kilos for this tournament, which would make it sixty five kilos, whatever. And if like their goal is to get matches, I, I'm not I'm not really scrutinizing what weight anybody's going, but it's interesting because there are a group of athletes who are bracketed into weight classes that are either non-Olympic or outside of their norm. Max is one of them. Max was bracketed at 55. I, when I uh, listed uh, the U.S. guys for the Monday piece, I put Max at 60 because I was like, there's no way he's going 55. That might just be how he registered or was in the system or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, You know what I mean? Like, There's no way. It wouldn't even you know make a ton of sense for him to go 55. But... Now, if he actually goes into the tournament, I wonder how many other guys this is the case for. But if Max is healthy enough to compete in the tournament, he said that he's going to go 55 because he has lost a bunch of weight from 
being sick for the past five days. So I don't know. I don't know who's going what and where or how that's going to work, but I'm sure it'll it'll all come to pass eventually. And then Saturday morning, I guess, I don't know. I think Sweden is six hours right now, right, from East Coast, so uh, with the daylight savings time uh, ending. So uh, what does that mean? That means if it's a 10 a.m. tournament, that means 4 a.m. wake. No, then I mean that means I got to get up at 3:30 or yeah. 3:40, not four, but yeah. So happy to do it, Dennis Hall. Happy to do it. Exactly. Why don't you do it with me? <laughs> Wait, are you are you you're are you are you hunting Friday or Saturday or both? Probably both. It depends if I see something. Okay, so if you if you wind up going Saturday, you can just get up a little earlier and watch an hour of the tournament. Yeah. Oh, I might see how the guys are doing. The one thing that's gonna that has no ch- I mean no choice. It it works out this way st- way too often. U.S. guys at an overseas tournament in the same weight class. And it's like, you know, they went there just to get foreign matches in. Yeah, exactly. Up Drives me oh. crazy. Yes, that is definitely going to happen on Saturday because there's just way too many numbers. 67 kilos has nine guys in it, potentially. I mean, I think from no, the six, US? Guys. six guys. Yes, six guys. And it's Nordic Great. system. It's Nordic system too, right? So it's Nordic system. That means everybody's going to get at least two matches. Yeah. So bang. I don't know. I'm pumped up about it though. I, I look forward to like these kinds of tournaments where it's like, it's just like, there's no stress involved, you know, like there's no stress. Like you just get to like cover the tournament, break down the tournament. And it's good to see so what on. guys are doing, you know, what they've been working on. Seeing if well, someone like you watches that with a different lens. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. And so I think it's cool. I'm pumped up about it. Havisto doesn't stream, so that'll be. Uh, that sucks. That sucks. Yeah. I mean, it's 2019. You know, I. I mean, I would reach out to Finland to the wrestling federation and ask them what why don't why don't they bother with this? But it's 2019 to stream a tournament. There are 16-year-olds who stream themselves playing Call of Duty. Yeah. Like, how do how are we not streaming a tournament? Yeah. I, I just, whatever. This is a short episode, and we're starting to kind of run run on time a little bit. We talked last week about how there's this interim before the national tournament where, in your perfect world, guys are would be using this time to just get in the best shape possible for the national tournament. That way they perform as well as they can. And maybe that gets them a better seed for the trials to make it a little bit easier on themselves. If I'm not mistaken, that's pretty close to how you put it nearly verbatim in the last episode. Does I guess for the life of a full-time professional level pro level, because that's how I refer to our athletes. Yeah. Okay. You are a pro level athlete as a senior athlete. Sponsored or not, you are pro level. I mean, we don't have a higher level than senior in this sport. So this that means this is your livelihood. This is your occupation. When you are preparing for something like, let's say, the national tournament, which for you obviously was, I mean, always in April or so, no? Yeah, pretty I mean, much. 
here it's it's happening in December and it is less than a month after Thanksgiving and it's right before Christmas. Like there's a lot of distractions I would think that come along with this, right? Like during this time of year, there's family, there's travel, there's whatever. Like what do you do in 2019 to get away from this? Do you just unplug from the world? You know, as the guys are getting ready for the national championships, you know, they they got to take the time and make sure their mind's right and that they ain't getting distracted. So, you know, whatever they got to do individually, they got to do. You know, for me, it, it, it was, you know, making sure I got in all my workouts that I needed to get in. You know, I, I think a lot of times, guys, you know, you can't cut corners when you're getting ready for the national championships. It's, it's you know, it comes around once a year. And, and to me, I think uh, the guys right now, you know, they're, they're treating the nationals this year as just a tournament that, uh, you know, gets them to the next qualifying process. And it sounds stupid the way I'm saying it, but, you know, it, it ain't, there ain't a ton of emphasis that's truly put on it. And I think, you know, for me, the national championships was always very, or always highly emphasized for me, you know? So I, I don't know. I think they just, you know, they, they got to make sure they're ready. I mean, to me, the Nationals was a stepping stone to get ready for the trials. Right, except this time around they have, what, three and a half months separating them between the Nationals yeah. and the trials? Yeah, I mean, but you, you, you look at it before, we'd have Nationals in April, and then the trials would be mid to late June a lot of the times. So you had a little bit over two months. You know, but the other thing is these guys got to uh, go to the Pan Ams, then the Pan Am qualifier or Olympic qualifier. So, I mean, really, you got two months or January, February, and then in March, you're getting ready for that Pan Ams. And then you got trials, you know, a couple weeks after the Pan Am qualifier. So it's tough. It's a tough schedule. It's a lot of stuff like we covered last time. I agree. If you, if you are a number one guy, if you are a number one guy who's entering Fort Worth, going to Fort Worth, here's what that means. That means you're wrestling in December, you're wrestling in January because you're going to Italy, and then it means potentially you going that you're to Italy wrestling. For? That's the ranking series tournament. And then... You have the Pan Am Championships tip end of February. Okay, I got a question for you. What do you mean it's a ranking tournament? We covered this in the last episode. It was one of the things that made you go nuts. Ranking no. series tournament, points for seeding at the Olympics, right? Who cares? Remember rankings? I know. I That's exactly what you said last time. Exactly. I'm just telling I mean, why? if I'm number one man, I ain't going. To the Nationals, you mean? No, I'm not going to the ranking tournament. Who cares? I don't know who cares. I imagine some do. Yeah, but I, it, it, I'd rather be at home training because it's a week and a half, two weeks out of my training. It, it, 
I don't know. I just. Okay, but you remember this. Right. Okay. But you remember this red tape from the last episode, right? Yeah. Because. No, I get You it. get ranking series. Tw- you get ranking series points. Right. You get your ranking series points. If you and they're seeding the Olympic. Just hold on for one second. <laughs> if you're going to win an Olympic medal, does that ranking tournament mean anything? No. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. So I don't get why why you'd send guys to it. The reason why they are sending guys to it is not really for the points for seeding for the Olympics. The reason why they're sending them to it is because if you are, they're seeding the top two at the qualifier. So which if qualifier? you have Pan Am qualifier, all the continental qualifiers yeah. are getting so, seeded. But do you think Cuba's going to send guys to it? I d- I don't I don't know. I would I would reckon they probably do you, will not. Do you think all the South American countries are gonna? No, they ain't got the money. They're at home training because what really matters is if you're top two at the Pan Ams. Sorry, I it no, just stupid. I don't disagree with you. I'm just, but their line of thinking is that you get the line of thinking though. The line of thinking is that if you earn points in January at the ranking series tournament in, in Italy, and then doesn't you're matter. a U.S. doesn't matter if you're if you're gonna make the Olympics, you have to place top two. So you know what does does that tournament mean anything besides a waste of time? I I don't know. I mean, I'm into the tournament just because the ranking series tournaments the past think about the first it, two think. years. Think about it. You got that tournament. You got December. Then you got the ranking tournament in January. Then you have the Pan two two Pan Ams in March. Correct. And then you have Olympic trials two weeks later. When do you get in great shape? I don't know. I didn't have an answer for you last time. Exactly. Two weeks ago. So, I did not have an answer for you. I mean, it. like I said, if I'm number one man, I'm not going to that tournament. I'm going to stay at home. I'm going to train. I'm going to get the job done. You know, the problem is, is you have these guys competing too much, and it's just, it's not good. I mean, we got to get ready, and we got to place in the top two at the Pan Am qualifier, Olympic qualifier. If that ain't our goal, then I don't know what we're doing. Well, that, right, but I'm trying to enunciate that point to you, is that, okay, see, you're looking at meeting that goal via focusing on your training. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. <laughs> no, but I mean, I'm saying I'm, I'm going to go try and get a better seat at the Pan Ams when I got to face the guys anyway. You know what? If I ain't training, I ain't getting better. Drives me nuts. Huh. I mean, do they do they really think that a seat is going to make a difference at the Pan Ams? Yes, they do because of separation in the bracket. Uh, oh, so we, we get seated and the Cuban doesn't get seated. And what happens? Or the, we have to face the him Cu- anyway. Am I right? Well, wait a minute. 
wait a minute. You're touching on something that I don't know if it's unsaid. But the one thing that kind of, I'm not going to say bothers me, but the way that this kind of sounds to me. Now, I get it in one in one instance. If there's like an impetus on making sure you get a top two seed to put yourself in the best position possible to make the final at the Pan Am qualifier by virtue of gaining ranking series points leading up. Part of, I get that, okay? At the same time, this really heavy, like, concentration on it, making sure by hell or high water, you get a top two seed. I'm not going to say it's, um, it almost sounds just like, well, we got to make sure we get a top two seed. Because that way we don't, we ain't going to win. And we ain't exactly. qualifying. That's what I exactly. kind of, exa- yes, that's 100%. what I don't like about it. Yes. Okay. So we have finally, we're walking on common ground a little bit now. A little yeah. bit. I mean, I get it, though. I'm, I mean, I do get the idea of trying to get yourself the best possible 1-2 seed at the qualifier. I get it, but at the same time, but the way I, but that... But the thing is, if the Cuban ain't at the qualifier, dude... You mean the Champagne Championships or the Ranking Series tournament? Yeah, at the, at the Ranking Series. Yes. You know, I mean... it. And the Cubans not so going to Italy be because the to- Cubans going to I don't mean to cut you, but the Cubans not going to be at the ranking series tournament unless the Cuban Federation has some kind of windfall of funding, if only because Cuba's traveling if they reschedule the World Cup, which I, I don't know if you paid attention to that, but they postponed the World Cup because a couple of nations didn't want to go to Iran. But nevertheless, if they if they reschedule the World Cup in the next couple of weeks before the beginning of two thousand twenty it, well, here nor there, Cuba's not going to go because they're already going to the World Cup. So they're spending to go to the World Cup anyway. They're not going to yep. spend money to go to ranking series. I would think. I agree. I mean, yeah, I mean, not to be presumptuous, but yeah. Yes. They will be all in on the qualifier, as as always. Right? Is that, that yep. that's where we're going? Yes? Okay. Yep. All right. Well, let's brighten up. This is a uh, this is a time for family. I saw my neighbor uh, Dave parking today. I said hi to Dave. Do you know who? Have I ever mentioned Dave to you? Uh, not my that neighbor I Dave. Let me tell you about Dave for a second. I don't know Dave very well. Um, kind of guy. I see him. We wave to each other when we're getting out of our respective vehicles and going into our homes. Uh, the first time I met Dave. He it was during a snowstorm. He was shoveling on his side of the street. I was shoveling on mine, and he comes up to me and I, you know, puts his hand out. He goes, "Hey, I'm Dave." And then just like in the very next sentence, he was like, "Yeah, I'm divorced." And I was like, "Okay." And he goes, "Yeah, my wife cheated on me, so I moved here." And I was like, "All right." Like literally, bang, bang, bang. Within the first three sentences, I got that information from him, and I didn't know what to say. And now whenever I talk about him to my wife, I always call him Divorce Dave. I say, I, I saw Divorce Dave before. He looks like he's doing all right. <laughs> Some woman moved in with That's Divorce good. Dave, so he might not be Divorce <laughs> Dave very long. <laughs> anyway, do you get pumped up? Do you watch uh, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? I used to watch it a little bit with my kids. My kids liked watching it when I'd go down to my uh, in-laws uh in the past but nah i don't do any much i'm busy cooking we usually try and have uh like the thanksgiving dinner ready about or i try and have it ready about one o'clock 
That way, I I think it's smart to make it early because then you don't have to make dinner or, or a lunch. So we just eat leftovers. Yeah, that does make sense. That is actually a very yeah, you should try efficient it. way of approaching it. <laughs> I have no control over it. It's like, gosh, man, like, you know, just, just take it easy. Chill. Just chill. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, just looking forward to, you know, spending time with my family, my kids. Um, you know, to me, you, you just never know when it's going to be your last day here. And, you know, it, it was a sad day today for me with uh, hearing the passing of Brian Keck. Uh, Brian was on... You know, a lot of trips with me, um, you know, a fine wrestler, a fine human being. And, you know, to find out that he passed away the other day, you know, just he's my age, 48 years old. And you just realize you, our days are numbered here. And, and you got to be thankful for the things that you get to experience. And, you know, I feel horrible for him and his family and, I just hope uh, that he's up in heaven with God and Jesus and, you know, he's experiencing uh, eternal peace. So, heart goes out to him and his family at this time of mourning. I think that is well said. And I probably the most appropriate way we can end this episode. No guests, no social media concerns except for you. If you would like to follow Dennis Hall on Twitter, even though he doesn't probably even have it downloaded on his phone. I don't do think you I have do. it downloaded? Maybe on your I do. Phone? Let me check. Check. Uh, I got a new phone a while ago, so no, Here, let I me don't. See it. I'll have to have my kid do it this weekend. What do you mean kid do it? What kind of phone is it? Is it an Android or is it an iPhone? It's an iPhone. I never had an iPhone before this. Okay, well, big deal. You go to the App Store, you type in Twitter, download, bang, log in. It's a minute and a half process at most. You can't do yeah. that? Like, you're not tech-savvy enough to do that? That's easier to have my kid do it. Oh, my Lord. Okay, well, if, if Dennis Hall downloads Twitter again and you would like to follow him... Uh, for no reason, as we say each and every episode at this point, you can do so at Dennis Hall WGW. And as always, for USA Greco-Roman news and athlete perspectives, go to fivepointmove.com and follow along on Twitter at Five PT Move. That's it for episode thirty-one. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody! Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.